<laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Talk of the Townsends. I'm Hannah Townsend. And I'm Benedict Townsend, our top story today. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome back. This is a podcast about achieving enlightenment, uh, finding incredible wealth, but mainly just about chatting and talking about TV and stuff like that. Yeah, you looked at me like, what What was the... Uh, what was the show what about? Was <laughs> what was the tagline we came up with? How are you doing, Anna? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. And today we have a themed episode. Just like every episode of the show, we have a theme. It's our maybe our first and last themed episode, but today... It's a food and drink themed episode. Wow. Tis the season. Tis the season. To eat and drink. It's advent calendar season. Sounds like a segue into a story. It is indeed. So you've got the Tony's Chocolate Only... Advent calendar, yes. You got that for me. You also got it for your mum. Yeah, and we went round to my mum's last night and... We told her this story because what we do is we open the door and then we put Suki little treats for our cat in it. And then we pretend to open the door and give her little treats. Yes. And she doesn't understand it, but it's fun to do. Yeah. And for some reason, it kind of sparked conversation with my mum that she was like, oh, does the does this advent calendar have doors? Yeah. She thought the advent calendar didn't have doors because basically it just has a flap on the front that you just have to open. <laughs> yeah, like a book. And then you reveal the classic advent calendar form, which it, is a bunch of doors. She I, thought... There was no doors. I will say that's not the classic advent calendar door, like form. You think back to like the, the classic dairy milk or whatever. No, I'm saying you open the flap and then you got the classic sure, form. Sure, but the flap is not. That's that's added. That's extra, right? Sure, but I think most people well, can get through a flap. So my mum was like, I went out for dinner and I told someone that I was just digging into the top. She was just taking the tray out. And then just giving herself a chocolate each day not savage not with the day's labeled either because that's just a plastic tray of random she'd, chocolate she'd taken the chocolate for day 16 she had yeah savage like an animal savage i will say i did understand where she was coming from i saw in someone's story that uh, the celebrations advent calendar day one was bounty that i mean that's a bit of a troll move that's so mean as if december wasn't hard enough with it being cold but are we not both i thought we were both team bounty are you not a bounty enjoyer i don't mind a bounty but there's definitely celebrations i enjoy more there's ones that you celebrate more definitely you know, like a little coconut moment to start I, your december it's not what i would want what would be your prime crunchy crunchy is that part of the celebration family? yeah because they're all little brands aren't they twix yeah crunchy mars bounty there's another bad one as well but they swap them around a lot as well each year i feel like every year you're like oh i can't wait for that twix and they're like not anymore it's no longer part of the family so speaking of things that are delicious is that a segue yes yeah, a segue <laughs> we're opening up hannah's famous cocktail corner yeah it's a it's a long-standing tradition every on this episode ep- every episode we love doing cocktail corner uh, and some of our cocktails this week are provided by Kalenio. thank you very much who makes some wonderful non-alcoholic spirits they do indeed and i have created a selection of drinks some alcoholic some non-alcoholic okay and we're going to do a little taste test live live <laughs> let's go bam they've appeared as if by magic that is special effects on a- this show absolutely so let's do some tasting i'm okay. going to quiz you at the end some have alcohol some don't and i'm going to try and like make you guess okay sounds good i'm going to start sipping me too should we do a mm, cheers yeah cheers cheers thank you so when's the last time that you had an alcohol-free night? Like a big night out. Um, well, the one that springs to mind is that wedding we went to. Oh, yeah. Where you weren't drinking because you were driving. Yeah. 
And I wasn't drinking either because I, partly in solidarity to you, but also I was like, let's have a little alcohol free night. Why not? Even though we weren't drinking, we did manage to do probably the stupidest thing we've ever done when we were in that car. Yeah, we still managed to embarrass ourselves even though we weren't drinking, which is remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it? So we, the, we could part the car. Yeah. This was before the ceremony even. We've got this higher car. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you're not familiar with any of this stuff. We pull up to, in front of the church and I'm like, we have to go, we have to go. Like, we don't want to miss our walking down the aisle. All of the car windows were open. Yeah, it was summertime, so we'd had the windows open and then we could wind not, in our hair wind in our hair yeah could not figure out how to close the windows no, and it got to the point where we were like we're just gonna have to leave the car with the windows open and if it gets robbed yeah i turned to you in all seriousness and i was like look if someone takes the car they take the car but we need to be in that church right now we've been trying for about 10 minutes to close these windows and, and then for some reason you just like put your hand at the window and I was like, they are closed. They're all closed. They were fully closed. <laughs> they were all closed. I guess the windows were just so clean. Which is remarkable. It's credit to that hire car <laughs> company. But the, yeah, the windows were so clean that we thought they were open. It's one of those things that we were like, what just happened? It felt like a glitch. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> and we were just there frantically trying to close closed windows. Exactly. We must have looked utterly mad from the outside. But I can't. Ooh, that's nice. Is it nice? You know, people say about us, I bet they don't have more than two types of glasses in their house. <laughs> well, they were wrong. You're wrong. So do we want to do a guess? We've each tried yeah. three cocktails. Mm -hmm. Which one is alcoholic? So there's only one that's alcoholic. I'm trying to do mind games here. <laughs> I'm trying to work out the logic. I might be trying to throw you off track. You know what I'm like. Because <sighs> three is an interesting number, but then there are two bottles here. <laughs> <laughs> I think the mojito one is alcoholic. This one is so good, huh? It's so tasty. There's a little bite to it, so I'm like, does that have a little bit of? Yeah, they they got they got a little something something, which just is it's like a sort of ginny. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. So. Is that the one? Okay. So actually, all of these cocktails. Are oh, you little sneak! You did well, the you did the triple. I did the triple. So all of these were made with Caleno. So this one is made with dark and spicy, which is like a spiced rum. Yeah, I get that. Do you I get, get that? The, from I that get one. the rummy flavor. And light and zesty, you actually said this, but it's like a gin. And I made these two, so like the mojito style and then this just with a mixer mm. with light and zesty. Uh, the mojito, I could have probably used the, the rum, but oh, yeah, I, I, was, I was in a cocktail making masterclass mood. I was. You had the mint. <laughs> I know. The, the mint is impressive. I was mixing in the kitchen. This is such a nice evening because obviously like I'm driving home and I can't drink. And it's yes. just so nice for like, especially around this time of year where there's so much like pressure on going out to have like a nice fun cocktail drink but actually obviously you know i'm not going to be hungover tomorrow i can still drive <laughs> yes exactly yeah if i'm going out and i'm not drinking it's fine but it's like you're kind of you are relegated to some pretty boring i want something with a fancy straw in it yeah sometimes i want a curly straw <laughs> me looking at these drinks with no curly straw i know but they could have a curly straw and it would make exactly. sense exactly you want me with you know all my friends with the curly straws i'm standing there with a regular straw like some kind of sucker. Like a pasta straw? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. a small piece of penne. You know when you get those, it's like... No, have you ever had them? What, dry pasta? Yeah, it's a thing. They've started making straws out of pasta. I'm not sure I recommend. Oh, I think I have had yeah. that. Yeah. And, and look, the temptation is there just to eat them whole. I think I rate that more oh. than like a paper straw that's just going to dissolve. But the turtles. Ah, oh, the turtles. You know, paper straw's fine. Yes, I know. I'm saying... Turtles love pasta. <laughs> 
So theme this week is food. Every week, of course, we have a theme. Everybody knows this. It's a famous <laughs> thing about Talk of the Townsends. We both love MasterChef. Yeah, we're big MasterChef fans. Specifically, MasterChef The Professionals is my favorite. I like seeing people getting like so stressed about yeah. decorative flowers on yeah. top of some venison or whatever. But I came across on Twitter the other day, the greatest MasterChef The Professionals clip ever televised. I cannot believe I'd never seen it before. Are you sure it was professionals? It was professionals. I'm pretty sure it was professionals. <laughs> that makes it so much worse. It was so funny. If you've not seen it, basically it's, they do this thing called the skills test where they give the chef like an ingredient yeah. or a set of ingredients and they basically... Usually they tell them to make a specific thing, but this must have been from a previous season where they just said... Go. Like an invention test. Yeah, they just kind of said, kind of, go ham, right? <laughs> and but ham it, he went. But it wasn't ham. It was a, a cod's head. Which, let's be honest, sometimes they get, like, just a pre-cut piece of beef. Like, a yeah. cod's head is hard. And gross and weird looking. So they <laughs> said, here's a cod's head. Prepare it, I guess, any way you want. Yeah. And the three judges are stood there very stoically watching him. He... Bless him, this poor guy just starts hacking at this cod. Has no idea where the meat is. Monica helps him and she's like, because he's like, I just don't know where like the meat, would you call fish meat? I guess, yeah. I don't know where the meat is. And she's like, check the cheek because uh, yeah. he's like just in at the eye. Monica's and... one of the judges. <laughs> you've got three judges on MasterChef. You've got Monica Galletti, yep. who's like a superstar chef. You've got um, Go on. Michelin starred Marcus Waring, who is like a famous chef and then you've got Greg <laughs> Wallace who is just like the most cockney man alive who's just an absolute character yeah we love Greg called me handsome once ran into Greg Wallace and he called me handsome it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me claim to be um, and they're kind of all watching intently as this man hacks at this fish and then they're like Greg's like alright what are you going to do with your fish and he's like I'm either thinking I'm going to make an omelette <laughs> and they all they all just look at him with pure horror <laughs> what was the other thing beignets which, which I don't know what they... I think they're like a pastry thing. I think he was a pastry chef. Ah. Uh, which is a problem on this show. Pastry's just an entirely different thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, which one are you going to go with? You're going to go with the omelette? Basically, it was like that bit in The Simpsons where they like shake the, the truth or the truth. They were like, are you going to make the omelette or are you going to make the beignets? And he's like, I'm going to do the omelette. You're going to do the omelette. They're like, you, you're going to make the fish omelette. And Monica, in a so sly so and so funny. good. In a tiny voice. She just, Her delivery. She goes... Oh, it's been a while since I've had a fish omelette. It's <laughs> such a tiny voice. It's so funny. And then he's just like cooking this horrible cod head. Because it's just raw fish. And it literally cuts to Greg being like, well, I'm not eating that. Yeah, they let him prepare the whole thing. He's like, uh, he puts some garnish <laughs> on And there you go. And Greg's just like, I'm not eating that. It's just raw fish and raw egg. Makes me feel sick. You know, sometimes you get the egg ick where you just can't eat mm. egg. The fact, like, just watching that has given me the egg ick a bit. It's given me the cod head ick. Yeah, something yeah, I yeah. usually love to enjoy. Yeah. Um, shout out that guy. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. Was it the professionals? Because I think that's it was the professionals. Shocker. I hope he's doing well at whatever new profession <laughs> <laughs> he's probably taken up. Speaking of MasterChef, who, if we're doing a fight to the death, Hunger Games style, Greg? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it came to it in the okay. kitchen, yeah. lots of knives. Who's winning? Greg, Monica, <laughs> or, Mark or Marcus Waring? Um, what a brilliantly morbid should just, question. Shall we both say who we would back on three? Okay, let me just think. Okay, There's only three people. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then yep. we say three, three two, two, one, one Monica. Mm. No. I thought about Greg. Greg would be last for me. See, the pro Marcus is the obvious one because he's the tallest, right? You know, why doesn't the largest one simply eat the other two? As I said on Futurama, but he's the tallest and, you know, he's got the reach. But then I think... I don't think he'd fight dirty. I think that's the problem. 
Well, he'd have to, he'd be like, I've learned. He'd be like, I've learned the classic method of fighting. (laughs) He'd be too busy sharpening his knives and the others. I think Monica would have just gone, gone at him. He'd be too busy doing those slow motion poses at the beginning of the show. Marcus Waring. I think Greg has got a real kind of scrappy, scrappy do energy. I think he'd be like putting up, putting up deuces like that. Interesting. I think it'd taken too long to clock on to what was happening. I think he'd whip like a knuckle duster. (laughs) Out of, or he'd probably grab like a like a rolling pin or something. Yeah. I, I could see Monica as well though, kind of coming out of nowhere. Mm. You know, maybe she's got like sort of sniping ability we're not aware of. <laughs> I just think she'd really get in there and she'd cause some damage. Yeah, I'd back our girl Monica. She'd uh, she'd turn Greg into a beignet. <laughs> uh, if the, if any of those three are watching, <laughs> and would love to answer that incredibly dark question. If any of those three would like to fight to the death, we'd watch. <laughs> <laughs> And to conclude our food and drink themed episode. To con food? <laughs> no. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we were talking the other day and we were like, oh, let's save it for the podcast because that's what we do now. But yeah. we were like. We have no life outside this show. A question arose that was like, what makes a good roast dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got a lot of opinions about this. I feel like there has become the uh, the dominant type of roast dinner that has taken over pubs right aside from being like inexplicably 40 pounds in just like any pub why are they so expensive they're so expensive <laughs> but the, the roast dinner you get these days is number one huge huge yorkshire pudding huge. the size of the plate also like brittle yorkshire pudding like glass yeah. there's this very particular way that pubs cook it where it's just like it's you're, you're biting Dry. into it and just shards of it are going everywhere because <laughs> it's so burned right that takes up most of the plate and then you've got something on there like red cabbage or something you know don't don't i know you cabbage. love red cabbage but I it's not love a red it's cabbage. not a part of a roast dinner and then you've got like one or two potatoes and then you've got like just so some gristly the, meat i think we've got off track so let me finish let me finish <laughs> Counselor, I demand you let me finish. And then a very thin gravy and then not enough gravy. And then that's 40 pounds. And I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Right. Okay, I'll answer my own question. I think it lives and dies with the gravy. Yes. I yeah. truly believe like, uh, like the meat can be a bit grisly. The roast potatoes can be borderline dry. If it's a lovely red, whiny, deep bodied See, I don't want a red winey gravy. I want Ooh. I want like an oxo-y meat-based gravy. Ooh. I think a red wine gravy can be a little thin. What's that cheap brand that make the... Uh, what's that brand that do the... Bisto. I want a Bisto. You want a Bisto. Do you know what? A Bisto always goes down well. Bisto, yeah. It's pretty good. It's nice and thick. But do you not agree <laughs> with my thing of like Yorkshire pudding should just be like normal size? I honestly just think, yeah... The the other day I posted a TikTok that was like my death row meal because I'd had this amazing meal. Yeah. And someone commented and I described the chicken. I was like, the chicken was amazing. They were like, what did it taste like? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not food critic. I just said like, it was amazing. It was really delicious. And I was like, fair enough. You can't like come on and say, but I'm like, my palate's like kind of dull. Like the gravy wins it for me. So you have no opinion about the giant. I feel like you're really skirting this question. The people want to know, what size do you want the Yorkshire puddings? I'm not that bothered. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, our first on-air fight. <laughs> I think you think. You, what are the classic ingredients? You need a meat or a nut roast. Mm. You need a potato. You need a Yorkshire pudding, like a carrot. Honey glazed. Mm. Mm. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, maybe. Now, if you put a parsnip on there, why do you hate parsnip? It's not part of a of a roast dinner. It hasn't always will be. No, 
Well, I'm glad we settled this debate. So I'm going gravy. What are you going? Are you also going gravy? Going gravy for what? The most important part? Yeah. For me, You've just mo- complained a lot. Well, I've, I've described what it's not. Because the question <laughs> so was, the question was, what makes a good roast dinner? And you've just said it has to have gravy. Pretty low bar, if you <laughs> ask me. They all have gravy. But what I'm saying, what makes it is, I'd say it doesn't really matter how good the meat is. It really doesn't matter if, like, everything's a little bit dry. The gravy will save it. I think you've got to have slightly higher standards, personally. All right. <laughs> and with that. And with that. Cheers. I'm leaving you. <laughs> but what do you guys think makes the perfect roast dinner? Let us know in the TikTok comments or whatever. This has been Talk of the Townsend. I'm Benedict Townsend. And I am Hannah Townsend. Uh, make sure to follow on TikTok and YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all those lovely places. <laughs> Wherever you're enjoying this now, please enjoy it in all the other places. <laughs> Yeah, I've always said this is this is best on the 10th listen. Yeah. What you want to do is put the full video on on YouTube. All right, let's wrap it up. Have the, the podcast behind <laughs> let's you. Let's wrap it up. Surround this is... sound style. Oh, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>